0: Northwestern women's basketball team went 26-4 and and 2 in the Big Ten, ultimately winning the conference. They had a quick exit in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, following Michigan 67-59, but they've all but locked in a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. This is Nathan Graber-Lipperman. I'm here with The Daily Northwestern sports editor Charlie Goldsmith, one of three, I've heard, right? It's working. It's working out. <laughs> and, I mean, you've watched this team a lot all season, and, I mean, right off the bat, what do you think makes them special?
1: Um, definitely the chemistry and the way the pieces fit together. Um, Northwestern heading into the season expected Jordan Hamilton a returning junior to be the team's starting point guard. And then she got hurt early in the season, and they found a new identity. What happened was they started three forward-sized players, including Veronica Burton and Sydney Wood at the two forward spots. That revamped their defense so well that Northwestern now has the best defense in the Big Ten. That's been the fuel for the fire that we've seen throughout Conference play.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. And, I mean, uh, looking back a little bit, I know we were talking before we even started recording, but, I mean, you've been following this team since you first arrived on campus as a freshman, right? Uh, developed a relationship with Joe McHugh. And even when the team wasn't necessarily at its best watching, you know, the, the team grind and whatnot. And, I mean, you've said it yourself, right? Welsh Ryan in that last game of the season against Illinois, it was packed, Right. It was
1: the most students that I'd ever seen at a Northwestern basketball game. There were so many students in the student section that by halftime, students were going into the upper deck uh, to find seats. I saw probably around 50 students who weren't able to fit in the student section. Usually there aren't 50 students in the student section, which was wild to consider.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways we can go with this and whatnot. But, you know, you touched on what you think makes this year's team special, uh, again, like a lot of young talent on this team that's shown through, along with seniors such as Abby Shy and Abby Wolf. But I mean, I mean, first of all, I, I want to touch on where you think the team ends up this season itself, but then also, you know, the program moving forward and what we can expect from McHugh and squad. But I mean, for starters, look a little bit disappointing uh, during that first round exit in the Big Ten tournament. Did you watch that game? I did. Didn't make it out to Indianapolis. I, I understand. Yeah, but. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts after watching that game?
1: So after that game, uh, Joe McEwen went in the locker room and wrote on the whiteboard "26 and three Big Ten champs," and the reason for that was to remind the players that they had a lot of basketball left to play, and that they've accomplished so much this season. His goal was to make sure that they didn't feel like uh, that early Big Ten tournament exit didn't negate or didn't devalue um, the incredible achievements they had uh, in the regular season. Beating Maryland, the best team in the big 10 by 30 points, winning at Ohio state at Michigan early in the season, winning at Indiana on a game where they had to hit last second shots in regulation and overtime to come away with the win. They had special moments and Ike's done a good job reminding them and making sure that that's what's on their mind heading into March Madness instead of, of a rough night in Indianapolis.
0: Right, exactly. And, I mean, look, in the grand scheme of things, winning the regular season is probably more important, right? Um, as a UConn basketball fan, I've watched uh, both the men's and women's teams carry the momentum from the Big East now AAC tournaments and like into the March Madness and really succeed and capitalize off of that. But in the grand scheme of things, uh, yeah, you know, a little disappointing, but it's a road bump. Again, as you said, McEwen said— uh, There was so much to celebrate about this season. But, I mean, looking forward, what do you think? Do you think the odds are that they land a two-seed, or do you think they will be a three-seed?
1: I think with the early loss, there'll be a three-seed in the tournament. Um, A silver lining for that, though, is now they won't have to go all the way out west for the regional round. They'll Mm -hmm. probably be in Greenville or Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is a much more manageable trip uh, for the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite 8. It's also a site that is less prone to concerns about the coronavirus, Mm. which is beneficial for uh, obvious reasons. So it'll all work out fine.
0: Yeah. And I know the NCAA has been talking about the coronavirus and whatnot. Do you see that affecting the NCAA tournament?
1: So the NCAA released a statement out today saying that right now it's uh, it's all going according to the original plan. But... Consider how quickly things have changed over the past week, yeah. even um, with the MLB and the NBA and the NFL uh, releasing new policies last night uh, for locker room access. Um, things have changed so rapidly mm-hmm. that, you know, I can't predict what we'll be in a week from now. I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, so you're saying that your beat isn't the, the health expert side. So. You know, it's
1: funny, I did uh, <laughs> I have taken on this beat, actually. Really? I wrote uh, so I reached out to the athletic yeah. department last Thursday, um, when uh, right after DM was cancelled, and right after Chicago State cancelled two of their uh, regular season games uh, to ask what Northwestern's policy would be uh, who they were working with to make that decision they said they're working in lockstep with the university, uh, it seems like the exact same people who made the decision to call DM um, to determine a plan for hosting the NCAA tournament and also all of the sports team's plans uh, there are so many teams, the tennis team, the golf team, the baseball team making trips to Arizona New Jersey, Texas over yeah. the next couple weeks um, so they are closely monitor- I, what I what I learned was they're closely monitoring that situation as a university um, and Northwestern is making its own decisions, not the Big Ten or the NCAA, making decisions for Northwestern.
0: Mm-hmm yeah, and actually you'd be uh, happy to know that I uh, linked your story in a, a final project article earlier today
1: well that's as big of an honor as it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're so so very welcome but yeah I mean assuming the tournament goes according to plan whether or not there's fans in the stands is one thing uh, as you allude to a lot of professional sports leagues are canceling uh, the public viewings of any events over 1,000 people
1: um, right now that's just San Jose
0: yeah but but abroad too um, I mean yes, Italy's all, been all playing Italy soccer is games. Uh, I think Spain too is gearing towards that, um, but you know, taking out those factors, assuming everything goes, you know, like any other year, um, how do you see the the team faring in March? And you know, we can talk about the starting five, we can talk about the depth of this year's team, but how do you think they match up when it comes to playoff basketball?
1: So what they will tell you is that last year's run to the WNIT championship has really set them up for success this year because they have been through this before responding on short notice against talented teams uh, playing in close games with tournament pressure and winning them. That's something that not a lot of teams in the NCAA have. Northwestern played basketball in April last year because they won five or six games to make it to the WNIT championship. So even though they haven't been to the NCAA tournament, this group of players, they feel like they've been there before. And that gives them confidence against anybody. And then they beat Maryland this year, which is yeah. going to be a one seed. So unless, uh, you know, they're playing you know, Baylor or uh, South Carolina, they'll feel like, oh, we've beaten a team better than this, mm-hmm. uh, which will give them confidence in any matchup.
0: Yeah. And who's your, you know, again, I'll allude to my um, UConn fandom having, you know, the Kemba Walker year, the Shabazz Napier year. Just those guards with that it factor. Uh, I mean, this is such a balanced team that, you know, Shai obviously producing from beyond the arc, uh, Abby Wolf dominating inside, setting huge screens, Veronica Burton doing it all. But, I mean, when looking at this roster and looking at Lindsey Pulliam, how much do you think of an X factor having that kind of player is coming
1: it starts and ends with lindsey pulliam and uh here's uh lindsey pulliam in one anecdote right here i uh, was home against michigan lindsey's like one for 11 from the field and it's the fourth quarter and it's a close game down at the end she goes into the huddle and says get me the ball and uh you know if she wasn't lindsey pulliam people might look at her and say lindsey you're one for 11 like i think we might want to run a play here um but no, Northwestern got her a ball, the ball, and she made a huge shot to clinch the game. Mm-hmm. That's the Lindsey Pulliam experience for you. Uh, she's a proven huge shot maker that can you know, do it against anybody. She's proven that.
0: Yeah. And, of course, winning a uh, national recognition, uh, winning that ESPNW player of the week or month? Week, week. right? And you even mentioned it, that there's some national stories coming out about her, right?
1: Yeah. um, She is a mid-range shooter, which is hard to find nowadays. Uh, But that moxie and that confidence that she's had, even when she was a freshman, shooting like 30% from the field, has really made her someone who stood out for a long time.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean whether or not the team goes and has some miracle uh run wins the championship like obviously that would be incredible that'd be incredible for the northwestern student body incredible for the northwestern athletic department incredible for the women's basketball team of course but at the end of the day the season has largely been a success right it's incredible what they've accomplished and we're rooting for them in march of course but i mean my last kind of question and uh segue is what happens next right you know you allude to the wnit Uh, run from last year Um, we talked about McEwen somewhat not a ton but I don't know do you think what what is this team building towards what are the what can it aspire towards moving forward in the future because again super encouraging to see the amount of people that showed up for that uh, the the last game against Illinois but do you see that momentum carrying forward
1: So Joe McEwen, uh, in an emotional moment after Northwestern won the Big Ten Championship uh, by beating Illinois, he said, uh, when I took this job in 2008, Jim Phillips told me this would be a real uphill climb. And it has been. They've only made one tournament prior to this year. Um, Now he sees, after a 10-12 year building process, the potential for something more sustainable. They're recruiting at a level they haven't before. They have an arena and a practice facility uh, on par with anyone in the country, which is huge in recruiting. They have several underclassmen who have been extremely productive, as we've mentioned. So, yes, they feel like there is the potential to create a long-term, sustainable program that's consistently competing at the top of the Big Ten. It'll be hard to win Big Ten championships every year. You know, Maryland is one of the, uh, one of the schools at the pinnacle of the sport. But uh, Northwestern can be someone who... You can go into a season and say they're competing in the big Ten, they're expected to make their tournament long term. That's what they feel like they're on the verge of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to ask the last question about uh, not only what's next for the program, but also uh, for the individual players. But before getting into that, uh, touching on um, you know the relativity of Northwestern, we're talking about you know the product itself, the on-court product being truly being able to build towards that like perennial contender status do you think the fans can come as well? Because we've been talking about this uh, beforehand. Like, There's been enough written and talked about when it comes to the football team about, you know, it's hard being the one private school in the Big Ten and filling up an entire stadium. And when the Nebraska's and Ohio State's of the world come and they fill up our stadium, like, there's always going to be a bit of a struggle there, Um, even as we create a winner, regardless of the on-court product, on-field product. When it comes to basketball, though, do you think that between this women's team and potentially the men's team, will both the students, alumni, and general community, do you think they'll rally behind this team if it becomes a winner moving forward?
1: So we don't have enough data yet uh, of Northwestern winning to know if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but Mac- what both McEwen and Chris Collins will cite is, look at- Collins, look at Northwestern in 2017. Mm-hmm. He'll say Jim Nance called Welsh Ryan one of the best venues he's ever been to. Yeah. And students were packing that arena. And then Northwestern against Illinois, as I mentioned earlier, the amount of student and fan turnout. Northwestern had 4,000 people at that women's game, which is pretty crazy, for for uh, even for a Big Ten women's team. So the coaches will tell you, yes, winning will draw more support, more popularity. Uh, I guess we'll see. The first challenge they have to get, though, is they have to maintain that consistent status before we can be sure whether or not it's possible for fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And kind of as I alluded to my last question, what's next for Pulliam? What's next for Burton? What's next for all those players? Well, uh, they
1: got an NCAA tournament run to make. Of course. Then they got to run it back. Um, but Pulliam and Burton, I do I do strongly believe, are WNBA players. Um, Burton's two-way ability, elite three-point shooting, the ability to run some points, I'm um, Pulliam's elite shot making she'll be able to do that for a long time uh, she's an underrated defender I feel like as well um, neither of them uh, probably will be NBA start starters but I feel like they'll have solid careers uh, in a mix of WNBA and uh, overseas in Europe
0: yeah and I mean that's exciting do you think that builds itself down and then will lead to greater recruits and whatnot should Pulliam and Burton succeed past Northwestern?
1: That's a good question. I've never uh, had a conversation with a student-athlete about, uh, particularly on a women's team, how much a track record of producing professional talent uh, influences their college decision. Uh, because in the women's game particularly, it's not as lucrative of a right. future as it is. Uh, people say they go to Kentucky for men's basketball because they know that uh, it's a great path to get paid big money. Uh, so I'm not sure what the answer is to that question. Yeah. Uh, but it can- so.
0: Yeah, I mean, even to that, I I think I read an article by you, right, where you interviewed uh, Pat Boblin Jr. And uh, he, you know, when people talk about Chris Collins, whether or not the encore product has been there is one debate. But the reality is, he has connections in the NBA. His dad is NBA royalty, and that is a factor in terms of coming to Northwestern. That you do have a guy like Collins who can help place you at the next level, right?
1: People believe in his reputation as someone who, uh, if there's a NBA All-Star, who's been in the league for more than five years, more likely than not, Collins has worked with them Mm -hmm. uh, because of his experience on the U.S. national team. And then on top of that, all of the players he worked with over a decade at Duke. Uh, So when people... uh come to Northwestern hoping for a potential future in the NBA, uh, they see Collins as someone who knows what it takes to get them to that level. So that
0: helps. Yeah, so I don't know if McEwen can uh, place that.
1: Uh, but, all right, so here's what we here's what Northwestern does have. Uh, one of their top assistants is Tangela Smith, who's one of the ten leading scorers in WNBA history. So that clearly helps, and that's clearly someone who knows what it takes to be an elite professional player.
0: Yeah, no, it's exciting stuff, and I'm glad you could come in and talk about it. I'm sure we'll be following it in the – upcoming years along with of course as you said we can't look past this amazing tournament that's coming up as long again as it goes according to plan but anyway thanks so much for coming on mr goldsmith you can follow him on twitter at 2021 underscore charlie and yeah any last thoughts no (laughs) all right take care